On this episode of Port Vanzona, we take a moment to discuss some of our favorite international travel destinations. We also talk about the world record attempt of Elliot Kipchoge running a marathon in less than two hours. We hope you enjoy our slightly serious episode. Well, on the subject of that, I think we should jump into our top three, since we happen to cover the international section right there. Of um, We're going to try doing a segment on the podcast, hopefully regularly, uh, where we will talk about the three places we or three things, whether it's food, people. In this case, we're going to do the top international places that we want to visit. Some of us have had the luxury of traveling internationally already, so we have taken those places off of our lists. Uh, but we'll kind of just go around and share uh, where we want to go. Dave, are you ready to you locked and loaded? I'm locked and loaded. I got my notes ready. Um, not that I needed them, but just in, just in case. Uh, <clears throat> I have not traveled outside of the country, so all these would be new new spots. Well, wait, do you have a passport? Uh, uh, no comments. <laughs> I do not have a passport. No, I am one of those. Uh, but I have plan. I have plans uh, to get a passport and hopefully get do the vacation that I'm going to be talking about soon. Uh, hopefully in like 2022 for 10 year anniversary. So nice. Um, that's the plan at least. Uh, so first place, Iceland. Um, scenery just looks amazing. Um, everyone looks like everyone just seems like good people there. Um, I'm sure they look amazing too. I'm sure they look amazing too. That's not what I meant to say, but that's, I mean, I, I might as well just say it. Uh, and then, like, just being able to go to the Blue Lagoon, swim up to the bar, get a drink, rub some of that mud on my face, and then go visit all the like volcanic, uh, volcanic places and cool scenic places. Um, pretty much, if you haven't been on our Earthborn, it's pretty much just all. Iceland. Like on Reddit, it's, it's it is fifty to sixty percent Iceland on that on that Reddit. So, um, second place, Germany. Um, just really like the culture, food. Um, I mean, culture as of nineteen fifty plus, maybe not so much before, but uh, <laughs> when the, the wall the, fell down, and yeah, yeah. Fell, yeah, the current culture. I like the current culture of Germany. Um, really like the food, beer. Really would go so for this entire thing i would want to go all at once for like a two-week period so iceland germany do oktoberfest hopefully in october end of september and then uh go to england as well uh to hit up some soccer games pretty much it would be like a soccer road trip so we'd get at least one or two soccer games in germany and then one or two in england and then maybe uh go up to scotland visit some some like distilleries and Get some scotch at the Highland or something like that. That's the plan. That'd be one hell of a two-week trip. I would want it to be longer, but that's <laughs> where I work is as much as I could do. 2022? Uh-huh. Nice. That would be good. That'd be fun. That's I know. I Watching World I mean, we wouldn't be watching World Cup, but it would be after the World Cup. Hopefully, maybe after uh, Germany wins it. Ooh. In Qatar. Oh yeah, it would be before. Yeah. 
Stop being Christmas time. I'm going to have to get a, a new job if that's the case. <laughs> get a new job, be able to go to Germany during the World Cup in like December. New plan. <laughs> I like it. Vic, did you want to go next? Sure. Um, I think we've discovered this on our previous episode where I'm the most traveled in the group. So all of Europe is already off the table. Um, so my top three oh. of international places that I still want to visit is mostly in the South Pacific, which is Australia, New Zealand, and Japan. Nice. Um, so I'm hoping to visit Australia and New England. Or I'm sorry. Whoa. New Zealand. <laughs> wow. Whoa, really wow. No, I've been to New England already. No, no. New Zealand, but like on one swing because they're kind of right next to each other. So if I ever make a plan to visit that region, I'll do it both places at the same time. But it's kind of cool to be on the other side of the world and they still speak English and still kind of have the same culture, but have a subtle difference on how the world works. Like they drive on the left side of the road. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Driving on the left side, that seems the biggest hurdle. I like it. Actually, Australia, New Zealand, and Japan all drive on the left side of the world. So Japan? That, I didn't know that. Yeah, Japan drives on the left side. Yeah. Left side of the world. That's on the world, wow. Joke. Of the world, yes. No. Um, of the road. Yes. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Uh, I'd say for me, I share one of those countries on uh, Vic's list. Uh, I have also had the luxury of traveling internationally. Not in extreme cases, um, but I, I've been to Israel and Canada. Israel being the, the further away of the two. Uh, but the three that I have want to go to desperately um, are Denmark. Uh, my wife and I have talked about that country and just getting a chance to, to see it. And when you're over there in Europe, I feel like you, you have a luxury of really hitting up other places as well, because they're almost as close as like Oregon and Washington are in some cases where you're just it literally like visiting another state in the United States. Yep. So, uh, but that's probably number one on our list. Um, then I would say Japan. That's the one I share with Victor. Uh, my parents have had the opportunity to go over there. Um, they love the culture, the food, um, lots of cool stuff going on over there. And then I'd have to say for my third country, it's England. Uh, that's been on the bucket list for a long time. Just and my parent that's where my parents first traveled internationally um, when they didn't get the chance to do that until they were in their late 20s. So that was the first time they had done it, and they love it. Can't wait to have a cup of Earl Grey tea from the source. <laughs> At Buckingham Palace? Mm-hmm. It's just different there, Walk I'm right sure. In. Say hello to the queen. During tea time. Yep. I'm sure she has visiting hours. Absolutely. She'd love to meet me. Oh, like someone shaped as the queen. I'll walk in wearing my USA shirt. That'd be great. <laughs> I mean, you would have to proclaim your allegiance to the queen. I mean, I'm fine. I mean, if that. I could meet the queen, I think I would do that. Yep. God save the queen. Yeah. 
Michael? Yeah. Um, probably one. No particular order. Mexico would be one of them. Uh, that's right. Uh, I first off, like David, I've never traveled outside the country. I don't have a passport either. Um, uh. Yeah, yeah. Peanut gallery. Um, but I go to Mexico because that's where my family's from. Um, and I have some family still in different parts of Mexico, so I want to go visit them and also learn more about the family that that lives there, more about where my dad grew up and stuff like that. It's really, really cool. Um, and then the next two spots would definitely be sports-related. Uh, England, because I just I want to see Chelsea play. I want to catch, obviously, yeah, yeah. Premier League matches, but I want to watch other soccer, too. Championship. League One, League Two. I want to go to these like really tiny. The Carabao Cup. Yeah, really tiny town stadiums that just, you know, maybe fit a thousand people in. I just feel like that'd be really cool. Um, I just want to explore London and England. And then probably. Colchester. Uh, the next one would be Australia, and I want to go to Melbourne because I want to watch the Australian Open, which is a tennis tournament. Uh, I love Ooh. tennis. I like playing tennis. I like watching tennis. And out of the four majors, the Australian Open is the one I've always enjoyed the most. I'm not really sure why, other than maybe because it's live sports on in the middle of the night here on the West Coast. So side sidebar, sidebar. Hey, Victor, can I? Of all on? the, f- sorry. You what? go ahead. No, you go ahead. Of all the four tennis, they don't call it majors; they call it Grand Slams. Of the four tennis Grand Slams, you prefer the Australian Open? You have to win the major to get the Grand Slam, uh, or to get a potential of the Grand Slam, but uh, yes, and a close second would be Wimbledon. Oh, I would say Wimbledon is probably the best one because it has the gold trophy. Well, that's very exciting. Maybe go to both since you're going to go to either. Uh, yeah, I mean, i definitely go to both. I just... I just the one in Australia just looks so relaxed and chill. It reminds me a little bit of like what spring training is like for baseball in Arizona. Sure. Everyone's there to have a good time. Everyone's there. It just seems yeah. like family oriented. But Wimbledon, you know, they have so many rules. You gotta wear white only when you're playing on the court. And it's very traditional. Yeah, very traditional. Australian Open just seems cool and relaxed, kind of similar to the U.S. Open. But those would be the three. I think would be Mexico, England, and Australia. I'd love to do a international pod at some point with the four of us. Whether we're all in separate countries, which would be really exciting. <laughs> and imagine the delay then. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah, that would yeah, be fine if the other two would get passports. It will happen, Jesus. It's going to happen. I think, uh, no, that's, those are all cool. Uh, one, one news item I just want to bring up to segue into other things. Uh, happening live for us, but it will have already happened for those of you listening. In about 30 minutes, uh, in Vienna, Austria, which is also a country I'd love to go see at some point, uh, there is a man uh, from Kenya who is attempting to run a marathon in less than two hours. So his name is Elliot Kipchoge. He currently holds the world record for it. I believe it's two hours, one minute, and 53 seconds or 38 seconds or something around there. Uh, He tried to do it two years ago, 
uh, with Nike. The new Nikes. Yes, Nike the released... Nike React, like, 360s or whatever. Mm-hmm. So Nike <clears throat> released this shoe. They were they called the project Breaking 2. Um, and he was the only... They had three runners at the time, and Elliot was the only one who was even close to the pace. Everyone else finished, I think, either 205 or above the other two runners. He did it in two hours and 25 seconds. So 25 seconds off. He's 25 seconds off. Um, and that's everyone kind of has uh, – I see you've got something to say. About I just have a question when you're done. Please. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be an official world record. They want to get that out of the way because they did the same thing with the Breaking 2 Challenge. He has – uh, 35 pace runners, uh, pacemakers that are on his team. That oh, rotating. Him. Yep, they rotate in and out. They keep him on it. The environment is very controlled. Uh, he's running like a 4.4-mile loop several times, and there's an elevation gain of the whole thing of 2 meters. So oh, it's gosh. pretty much the flattest <laughs> course like you can a ask centimeter for like every every lap yep they've checked temperature weather report um everything like that so uh, it's i feel like people before us had the opportunity to watch roger bannister if you don't know roger bannister he was the first one to run a sub four minute mile which people thought was impossible now everyone impossible does it. now everybody does it and so this i think is i can't do it yeah, me neither. It's fine. <laughs> what's your What's your question, Michael? Well, Jordan, you and I have had this conversation before uh, because I know you would like to run a marathon someday. Before I'm 30. And I mean, one of the things we've talked about is you know, the human body does something, does weird stuff when you're running 26 miles straight. Mm-hmm. So my question to you is because I know you're a doctor, so you obviously going to know this. Mm-hmm. Um, is it is it healthy for this individual to try to – I mean, obviously, it's a great accomplishment, running 26 miles, 26.1? 26.2. 26. 26.2 miles under two hours, huge accomplishment. But is it worth the toll on his body? Is it healthy? So I think to answer that question, um, it just comes down to what he wants to do. Um, when you look at his body of work – and the type of athlete that he is, I think he's doing it at a strategic time because he's doing it before the Tokyo Summer Olympics where he'll probably run the marathon there. Um, He's already won a gold medal. He already has won a gold medal, it's true. Um, But I think he is one of the only people who's going to be able to do it for a long time. Um, Just because... When you're a distance runner, the, big, the most important thing is your VO2 max. So your VO2 max, professional cyclists have it, runners have it, and it's basically your body's ability to convert oxygen into energy. Mm-hmm. And the higher your VO2 max is, the better of an endurance athlete you'll be. Um, so he's been, ever since the Breaking 2 Challenge, he's been training for it. He's had a nutritionist there in Vienna with him for the last week, just building up to this to this moment, um, and it's funny, he's so calm and level-headed in his press conferences because they're like, you've done everything you can, like, you know you can do this, right? You know, questions like that, and he's like, I believe I can do it, but 
you know, just like your car, you don't expect it to get a flat tire. Yeah. Like, he's, he's very much aware of, like, things can happen. And the slogan for this whole challenge, which I think is really cool, is um, no human is limited. And I just think that's an interesting question. I wasn't sure if anyone else had takes on do humans have limits or do not. I mean, yes. Because, like, you're, you're at least going to put – you can push yourself so far and then, like, you're dead. That would be yep. the limit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which, I mean, if he's already done a two hour and 25 seconds, he's really close. And I, he could, like, he could do that without pushing the limit. limit. Um, and back to what Michael was saying, I don't think it's, like, unhealthy because, like, people climb Everest and, like, yeah, it's probably a huge toll. Yeah. But they're trained to do it. They're, like, that's what their body, like, that's what they've made their body able to do and with him that is his job like he is a marathon runner does it for a living he's trained to do it like it's almost like a a normal like tuesday run and he's just going to do it a little faster this time hopefully (laughs) it's it's an average of one second faster a mile (sighs) i mean it doesn't sound like a lot but like that's a lot but when you're already, what's 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 the mile pace? So they he's doing it. They broke it down on the Ineos website, which I thought was pretty cool. I don't want to hear this. This is gonna make me depressed because I'm like <laughs> barely running two miles and gonna. Oh man, where did it go? I can find it now. Um, but I just thought that was interesting. It's funny that you mentioned like dropping dead because. Um, the origin of the marathon from Greek mythology is about the character Pheidippides. And there was like this uh, battle that had happened and they had, uh, the Athenians had won against the Persians and he ran the approximate 25 miles to deliver the news and then died. <laughs> so that's the Greek. Yeah. Order. Like he collapsed right after the message. Well, he pushed the limit. Yep. And the envelope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I hope he got a medal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just think it's it's something that I. What is the I N E O S? What is that? E O S is like the the company name, and they do. Yeah, they're the sponsor. Yeah, but they do more than just. Uh, let's see here. Twenty-two thousand employees. Company. Like head of hair. Uh, the products that they make uh, make a significant contribution to saving life, improving health, and enhancing standards of living for people around the world. Ooh, that looks like a chairman. If I've ever seen one. Jim. Whatever. Radcliffe. I don't care about sponsors. <laughs> I just care about the actual athlete. So, um, boy, they hit on something. I, I'll get back on the uh, the pace for the to break the two hour time. It's fast. That's kind of all I. Uh, I don't know, but as a distance runner, I've always felt that it's re- distance running as a sport just requires a higher level of mental aptitude of like knowing to push yourself and knowing that you can do it um, 
And then I've found for me personally, I've taken those lessons with me into life. And then I've always wondered if someone who doesn't run regularly or maybe wasn't athletic, do they have those same motivations or do they have to get them from something else? Yeah. I would think you'd be able to get it from something else. I think you'd be able to get it from something else. Like, like a musician, and I'm not a musician necessarily, but I feel like if someone was training to maybe get a scholarship or something with the French horn, I don't know, they would find some sort of motivation to get well enough or to get good enough at playing the horn to get some sort of scholarship. Do you feel like it's a different mental discipline, or do you think it's the same? I think it can be the same mental discipline. I mean, it's, I guess, you know, if you want to get to a certain point at the French one, you can set goals for yourself, where if you want to get running to a certain pace, you know, in the mileage, you're making it, you're, the goal setting is the same, so you're coming at it from a similar mental approach. But then, you know, obviously the physical exertion is different. I think also, as far as like between runners, like if we're doing a comparison between runners and musicians, um, I've not been. So I was I was an athlete like throughout high school, didn't play any instruments or anything, and then got into guitar after high school. So I didn't really have a lot of like musical background, but I was like determined to learn it. But like in athletics, you hit a wall. Like, you will hit a wall where you feel like every day you're training, every day you're doing something. Like, you're trying to get past this one point that you don't think you'll be able to get past. In music, is the same thing. You Like, you'll learn up to where you think you're done learning. And just got to keep working. And then you'll get a little past it and a little past it. And then once you've broken through the wall, you can kind of, like, continue improving. And I think that's the same same thing with athletes like there's never I don't think there's always a peak I think I think the peak like once you get to your peak there's always the opportunity to get to another peak mm-hmm. like there's always another another summit there. So. so people's own limits are really defined by when they reach that plateau point when mm-hmm. they have they've found a reasonable level of success in something but then that next level of improvement just requires so much more work and they think I won't be able to get there or I can't push myself that hard. Yeah. I, I would agree. I think that you re- people really don't have limits. I mean, beyond, of course, their physical limitations of height and just the way you're born. But I mean, really, you can, I mean, you can work on being able to jump higher, you can do all sorts of things if you just commit to doing it. But I think that's the hardest, <laughs> the hardest yeah, thing like is... Where, where, where is the worth in committing to do something unless it has, like, value? Hmm. Like, it could have value to you, but if it doesn't have, like, world value, sometimes it's harder to commit to something. Yeah. And I look at a, a challenge like this, and for me, it's super inspirational. I think, like, wow, this is incredible. This could be the only guy who runs under two hours in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Someone else might not be able to do it again. But if you don't have the relation to distance running, maybe maybe there's another thing that inspires you. I don't know. <laughs> do you think he's going to do it? I think he's going to do it. I, 
he's gotten so close before and he's so humble it's pretty amazing and he's just confident in his abilities like in all the press conferences he said that everyone's put in the effort to make it happen and I just have to do my job now and I was able to find the um the average pace for everything so I can start with 100 meters <laughs> okay which is uh he has to run it in 17 an average of 17.08 seconds it's so not it's, slow. it's not slow no. the, the world record by using bolts like nine point yeah five five nine i think it is so uh a 200 meters in 34 seconds the hard one gets to the 400 meters so if you think of a track it's one lap yeah. average of one minute and eight seconds a lap which is a two minute sixteen second eight hundred. I could do that in high school. <laughs> <laughs> the the fifteen hundred meters, which is a hundred meters less than a mile, in an average of four minutes and sixteen seconds. So he's got to average around four twenty minute miles. And in then, high school, that was like my best time, a four twenty. <laughs> well, that's impressive. Uh, like like four twenty. And like the eight hundred, I was able to do like a two a two or four or something like that. But yeah, it's that is ridiculous. The the five k is what kills me. My fastest five k time, being probably the most avid distance runner in the room, uh, was sixteen minutes and thirty five seconds. That's which is damn. An average. It's an average of like a five thirty minute mile. Um, Elliot has to do a 14-minute, 13-second 5K uh, more than once. <laughs> like, yep, yeah. he, he has to do a 28-minute yeah. 10K. Uh, and then, of course, he has to run a half marathon in under an hour. So just kind of let the thought of that sink in. 13 miles. 13 miles in under an hour. Because if he's over an hour for he's half done. Marathon, he's going to have to catch up. Yep. And who he... wants to catch up after running 13 miles? <laughs> when you have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, when you got to do it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, well, I hope he does it. That'd be I hope cool. so, too. I think it will be. I'm well, going to do my best to watch it live. Um, but we'll see if I stay up. I mean, if he does it, I'll buy his shoes. I mean, uh, if he starts wearing, in 15 the minutes. They're going to, like, brand after him. <laughs> the shoes he's wearing are going to put him in the Nike <laughs> Yeah. What'd you say, Vic? He starts at 15 minutes. He does. Barring any inclement weather things, Ineos has been like very clear about like if anything bad happens. They gave themselves a window between October 12th and the 20th to run the event. They, they're not messing around with any variables. <laughs> so you said earlier that it wouldn't be a world record. Correct. But it still counts as an a, an, a sub two hour marathon. Mm -hmm. The I uh, sucks. Yeah, he doesn't get that like yeah that in the book of Guinness mm -hmm. records. He, I'm sure he will. And that's why I think it's cool that they're documenting it like this. Is that he's gonna be known as the first guy that does it in mm -hmm. two hours. Yeah. I think the reason why they're doing it is it's in professional sports just. It's like the point we were talking about with plateaus, where if you run the 100 meters, 
you know, I one of us could probably do it in like 12 seconds. And we'd be like, wow, we're only three seconds off the Olympic pace. But to get those three seconds requires so much work. So that's why they're, I mean, even for to get 26 seconds, they're doing everything they can to make it happen. Yep. I hope he gets it. Hope so too. And if he doesn't, I'm sure maybe he'll try again in two he'll years. Try again. <laughs> or he'll just get it. Or he'll just get the official world record plus the sub two K yeah. at the two K two hours. I think he might do it in like one fifty nine fifty one. Is gonna be my. He's gonna be right below two hours. Have they like stated what the pace is like? What the expected pace is? Uh, it's two minutes and fifty seconds per kilometer. Because it's in Europe. Is is the pace set for him to not the, even get like be like fifteen seconds away from like like better than fifteen seconds? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Like if the pace can end in right at two hours or one fifty nine fifty nine. That's what it's set for. Oh, it's yeah. one fifty nine fifty nine. Wow, that makes very little room for error. Yep. Like what if you dial it down like ten like, seconds? Like what if you have to sneeze at some point? <laughs> Oh, I mean, then you gotta catch yeah. up. Gosh, that was hey, you lose two seconds and a sneeze. Ah. Well, good luck. Bug flies in your eye. I don't know. Maybe this doesn't happen to distant runners, distant runners, but I would feel like if I would sneeze, you just. I'm sure if it was up to Ineos and removing all of the bugs from Vienna <laughs> for a two hour period, maybe they found a way to do it. That's, that's the lighting they're using. They're using those bug the back, lights. You know. There's a bug light circling the entire perimeter. That's how they're using the lighting. <laughs> just have them run in like a hyperdermic, or not, hyperbaric chamber. So that way hyperdermic? No, I know. I, I realized I messed up. I thought it was funny. They've done this, they did this for the other Breaking 2 thing as well. Um, where they had like events going on in Vienna and stuff, and they basically put this super high-powered padded treadmill out for like people going to like the fan fest of like oh one of the Ineos champs because they're gonna have spectators there, mm -hmm. so they're trying to draw people in, and the treadmill runs at the pace oh, that Elliot's gonna do for the next. <laughs> 26 miles and they just they have a timer of like and whoever does it for the longest by the end of the day gets like some swag and stuff so just put people on this treadmill and see how long they can do it watch someone breaks it <laughs> someone someone does the, the full marathon on the treadmill the longest one they had i think yesterday it was like someone was on it for like five minutes and 30 seconds i mean that's good so, yeah they ran a sub four 20 minute mile oh, <laughs> i just thought it was so funny because I would try it and I would not get very far.